0: I can't hear Jamie. Oh, I think she's just maybe not talking. I was just being, being (laughs) okay. I was like panic. (laughs) I cannot hear Jamie. We are here with you guessed it, Jamie Sawyer, to talk about her pocket of peers. What am I talking about? Pocket of peers. Kickstarter, which launches, like, probably as this podcast is being released. Welcome, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Good morning. Good morning. Esther just thought that we had done something wrong and not that you were just waiting your turn. No, I know.
1: (laughs) I generally, I try to be polite. (laughs) No, no, no.
2: No,
0: no. We have to tell everybody that
2: comes on this podcast, we interview, we... Our oldest daughters, we talk yeah. a lot. We talk yeah. over people. So you just like interject and keep talking and we'll shut up. That's how this yeah. is had that go. This is gonna If happen.
1: I overstep a bound, I'm gonna blame it on my new persona though. It's That's not gonna fine. be Jamie. It's
2: just gonna be guest six so. <laughs> <Guess fine>. <laughs> F. That's fine. Such
0: a problem. <laughs>
2: A new drama, like a new spy drama. Guest 6F.
0: Or did you watch the flight attendant, either of you? No. Oh Oh my god. It seems like that sort of thing where there's like sort of a somebody gets swept up in like a murder mystery and they can't really figure out how. That's what Guest 6F sounds like. (laughs) That's interesting. And now that's what we're going to call Jamie forever. Yes, yes, yes.
2: 6F. Yes. You need to get that Instagram handle before anyone else gets Oh, it my forever. God. Totally going to do it.
1: It's going to be G6F in the house.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we are here to talk about the Pocket of Peer's Tarot deck, which if anyone one of our listeners follows either me or Esther, or definitely if they follow Jamie, but if they follow any of us, you've definitely seen us post about this, at least in our stories, because... Jamie had the amazing, brilliant idea to put together a tarot deck using sort of people within the community as archetypes for almost all of the cards. Yes. Um, And it is so cool and such a great idea. And it feels really special. And you, too, can have access to it on the Kickstarter that's starting on the 26th. (laughs) Yes! Yay! I know. I'm so super excited because we there are familiar
2: faces in our terror community, but also people that are meaningful in Jamie's life in this deck. And I just super adore and love it. So, so, so cool.
0: And also, I was looking through everything a little bit more in depth than I had yesterday. And I love that the aces all aren't associated with specific people. I think that that's a really strong choice just to, like, have kind of the basis of each suit to be so general and like adaptable based on who you are and what you're going mm-hmm. through rather than associating it with like a specific person so that's yeah why. it was very
1: intentional well it was kind of not intentional it happened on accident and then it became <laughs> intentional
0: <laughs> the best kind of intention so how, you it, came, it started by accident
1: well because when I first had like I like to plan with spreadsheets and charts and so I had a chart and I think I'm pretty sure I shared it with Esther really early on. Yeah. And I had like the aces open and I realized nobody was choosing to be an ace. Oh, so I was interesting. like, okay, if nobody's choosing to be an ace, then I'm just going gonna, gonna to put it in the perspective as if it was like the person. So I had already drawn the fool by that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe that's the theme. Maybe the aces then are also the seeker putting themselves in the deck. So instead of them not having a card that's per se them, they're still in it because they can be the one, like the ace. They can either decide if they're the one giving the like the pentacle or if they're the one receiving the pentacle.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, for just for those of you who haven't seen the Fool card, it is like sort of a point of view perspective of hands dealing tarot cards, which I think also emphasizes the theme of sort of like having it be so much about like within tarot, like rather than the life journey necessarily, it's sort of like emphasizes that it's a really specific point of view in time and space and mm-hmm. energy and stuff like that so i think that that's like one a, another kind of cool thing about it where it's like not it feels universal in its specificity rather mm-hmm. than it being sort of like a very zoomed out version it feels so personal mm-hmm. yeah. with each person who's using it yeah yeah and, and that's also cool that mm-hmm. the sort of uh, that things kind of adapted as you started doing it and you sort of realized which I guess makes sense mm-hmm. in any sort of collaborative thing where you're asking people to say like I resonate with this card mm-hmm. that it would then sort of take form and like here's what that looks like practically. Yeah. And
2: and the world for that is is in that perspective as well where it's the person on the other side receiving yeah. a reading or giving a reading with a full um what's that spread called Celtic cross spread in front of them. So <laughs> Well like, that was
1: also that so that became intentional as well. So I, like the fool, the wheel and the world are all hands as well as the aces. So those mm-hmm. are the only cards that don't have somebody in them. So to me the wool the the wool, I'm going to just combine <laughs> them all. It's okay. The, the fool. <laughs> the the fool is like that fresh pack of cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're beginning the journey and I, I had somebody had messaged me, I think it was on Facebook was like they took it from the opposite standpoint of being like, You're foolish to play with the cards. And I was oh, like, No. I said you just, so we had like a discussion about it, which was really cool. And I was like, I never even thought of it that way, because to me, the fool is like daring to step into something that you're unfamiliar right. with. You know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's the fresh pack of cards. And then we hit the Wheel of Fortune and we're learning about these cards, you Mm -hmm. know. So our world is shifting. It's expanding. It's changing. So there's, like, books on the table. You're journaling. Journaling. Yeah,
0: the journaling is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And then the world is putting it into practice, you know. So it's like, okay, I've come full circle. I know how to use these cards, but I'm also either giving or receiving a reading, you know. Or maybe, like, so that was kind of my, that was me putting some thought into it, that's pretty much the only thought I put into
0: it. <laughs> no, don't Absolutely sell yourself short sure, <laughs> at all. Because the other thing that's been so amazing about watching this project ta- take place is the amount of, like, legwork that you've been doing to make sure that everyone who's in the deck really is part of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like we're all just depicted and I'm on the Two of Swords and Esther's on the Seven of Swords. Mm-hmm. When we don't just feel depicted, but also, like, we did Instagram Lives with you. And mm-hmm. there's, like... You know, if, you know, it just feels like there's so much more, I guess, attempts at making sure that each of these archetypes and our perspectives as the people on them are Mm -hmm. part of it, which is so cool. Well, I didn't want to just use you guys, you know, like that was kind of my thing. I'm like,
1: well, I'm going to throw people in a deck who I adore and love. And maybe some people I don't know as well, but they've fascinated me enough to reach out to them. And I've, I've enjoyed getting to know them, but I wasn't like, okay, one and done, you know? So i right. tried to, like, <laughs> I've tried to be, like, my brain just went to, like, a one-night stand. Like, I didn't want to have one-night stands with y'all. I wanted to, like, <laughs> <Right>. forge <laughs> relationships, Whoa. you know? Commit to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know that life happens in some people, like, I'm not as active with, and that's just because their lives, maybe they were excited about being in the deck, and then life takes a turn, and now they're not right. like, accessible. And that's okay, you know? Like, yeah, totally. Just, we're talking about, like... Out of a deck of 80 cards, only mm-hmm. only uh 7 of them are not people. Like that's a yeah. lot
0: of that's a lot of relationships yeah. that for retaining. Yeah. yeah so. Totally.
1: I don't even think I have that many
0: like close friends. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the funniest things about the last year is like realizing how like okay it is to just have like really two people that you talk yeah. to regularly. It's fine. It's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah totally. And we all love those relationships where you can go forever without talking and then mm-hmm. have it go back to normal immediately. So maybe we're just getting better at ma- maintaining that sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the
1: the lives have been so much fun because mm-hmm. they've morphed too since the beginning. But like they've been just great because even asking, like, I'm asking the same amount of like set of questions, but like right. the Which answers. Right. genius, by uh, the way. It's also laziness, <laughs> but don't. No. <laughs> it
2: hey, helps just... those with. Of us yeah. with anxiety know what to expect when mm-hmm. walking into a live, so that those for me, I appreciated that setup. Well, so. the first
1: people, sorry, you guys got
0: like put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but who were your first few that you did lives with? It had to have been Jenna, well, and, Jenna like, was, people yeah. who trust you, Jenna, <laughs> was,
2: V. I think your mom were like the my first mom, three,
0: yeah. Well,
2: those
1: are the first cards. My first actual interview was with Arwen, Tarot by Arwen, mm, okay. She's hilarious. And she's just like, we have a friendship outside of Instagram. So it was like, you know, easy for us just to chat. And she's, she rolls with whatever, you know. And then Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I had asked Mary Greer if she wanted to do a live. She's like, well, can you send me the questions first? And I was like, I should probably have done that.
0: I love Uh. that that, that's like (laughs) such a teacher moment also. And I know that she's been such an inspiration for so many tarot readers. And it's just, that's like. Exactly what you want to hear from somebody who's taught thousands and thousands of tarot readers how to read tarot. Like <laughs> yeah. the thoughtfulness and like the growth orientation that she put you in unintentionally by asking for the questions beforehand. It's just perfect.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I should do that. Like I didn't even do that for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> oh my That's gosh. hilarious. And I love it so much. But yeah, so the first cards that you thought of were V mm-hmm. and Jenna. And Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They, and those are the ones that had actually the most... So, like, the first 10 cards that I put out, like, even if people scroll through my Instagram, the mm-hmm. imagery, because I haven't shared updated ones other than, like, what's been on the, you know, daily card pulls and stuff, but the images are completely, not completely different, but the faces are different. Like, I tweet right. te- as I realized the deck was becoming more realistic... Oh, i had to yeah. go back and revisit my card jenna's card V's card my mom's card and even marie bento's card you know yeah. so it was those were like the first ones that i was like oh i really have to go in and like the skin tones are more the shadowing is more you know and yeah. the, my own art actually evolved from what i thought it was going to be to what it has become
0: right right that's so cool but so the impetus for the whole entire deck was just thinking wouldn't it be cool to do something that celebrates the community or sort of what was your thought process at the very very beginning
1: my thought process was okay i've been tattooing for eight years i'm not tattooing anymore (laughs) i draw every day you know my my husband and i have this this business that's starting to you know really thrive so i need to like draw more content for that and do that and then i was like i live in this eight of pentacles you know and i'm going Mm -hmm. and actually the impetus probably started because of v because she had asked me if I would draw a card for her. And it's not the card that's in the deck, it's just like a joke card for when people would reach out to her and be like, yo, can you pull a card for me? So it was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I drew a cartoon of her looking all sassy, pointing to the table that says, you know, book a BFF, get read, like basically go to my <laughs> right. website. I'm a professional. I'm not giving yeah, you free seriously. stuff. Yeah. Stop asking me it's,
0: these questions. Exactly.
1: Stop asking me this. So then I was like, well, I would definitely be the eight of pentacles. So I go, okay, I'm going to start where I am. I'm going I wonder what I would look like as a card. Mm-hmm. And so then I go, and I knew Jenna would be the queen of pentacles. Cause she's she, she's a yeah. queen of pentacles, you know, yeah. and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I asked my mom, I was like, mom, what would you be? And, you know, she's like, well, what's my birth card? And I was like, well, you're one of those rare, you know, 10, 1, 19s, like you have three. Yeah. And she's like, well, I like the magician. So I was like, okay, mom gets the magician because she's mom. Yeah. And then, exactly. But then I thought about it and I thought about who she is and how she shows up in the world and in my life. And I was like, no, yeah. the magician totally fits. Mm hmm. And then I asked V, and she was like, well, I would be the hierophant because she's a Taurus, but she also loves to teach. It's just in her blood, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, God, did I just start doing another deck?
0: (laughs) It almost dawned on you that this was happening. Yeah. (laughs) So then I just
1: started, like, spiraling out from my immediate circle, you know, like, who would be, and then that's when the chart arrived right
0: which i love a chart but i (laughs) my problem with charts is that i love creating charts but i'm terrible (laughs) at maintaining charts so something with like a end completion Mm -hmm. that can happen when you know that you have 80 cards that you're trying to create is a perfect kind of chart
1: (laughs) it was literally the only way i was able to do it though because i was like i did it in such a way where i had you know all the majors on the left side and once those were filled up like when i would reach out to somebody be like these are what i have i have these majors left, and all the swords except for the aces. All you know, like, and so right. people could be like, "Okay, I want this card." You know, um, there was there was a couple people that I had asked, and they knew right away. And then there was a couple people who were like, "Well, let me think about which card I want to be." And then
0: that's what I was totally going to ask mm-hmm. next. And were there any like total surprises where somebody just felt like so strongly about something that you were surprised by?
1: Well, it's actually funny because um, Thomas, the Hermit's mirror, you know, mm-hmm. he he chose the five of swords from like, I think I gave him like six or seven cards and that wasn't the card he was going to get. Oh yeah. He had picked something else. He had picked something that was like a, a nicer card. And then he said, he said, you know, Jamie, looking through all my pictures, I am the Five of Swords. Like, and, oh, no. <laughs> oh, and wow. it was just something that came about where it dawned on him. And then I was like, I'm here for whatever. Like, you know,
0: yeah, right. we just, can totally make that happen. Just fill these spots, you know.
1: <laughs> so, so that was kind of surprising. Um, I never really had full on like shock. Like, oh, you know, most of the time it was more like um, there was a couple people who aren't in the deck who were super close friends of mine who, because of life and just, you know, couldn't get their act together, which is fine, you know, and I say that yeah. in the most loving way. It's of not like, course, oh, come on, course. you know, life is happening. Like, mm-hmm. It's pandemic. Yeah. I can't yeah, assume exactly. <laughs> that my art project is going to take precedence over real life shit, you know.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So
1: so those two people are not in the deck, and that opened up a space for me to ask another couple people who were on my list because I had, like, over 100 people on my list, you know. Yeah. And I was like – and when I reached out, you know – um To them, and they said, "Holy crap! That's the that is literally how I live my life right now."
0: Oh Oh, man! man.
1: And it was like the universe goes, "Okay, your friends know you love them."
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't need to. They don't need to be in your deck. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. And so then, by doing that, it was the synchronicities just started to blow me away. Of being like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm no longer picking these people. They're the the cards are picking who they wish to have represent them."
2: yeah that was something that kind of struck me because i think you kind of clued me in early on in your Mm -hmm. process i mean i think i saw jenna's and yours like right after you created them yeah and that's what kind of was so like not surprising to me but like a relief was that Mm -hmm. this was so synchronistic in the way that you were allowing and opening yourself up to the muse to bring you the people that were meant to be Mm -hmm. you did not at any point try to like shove people into an mm-hmm. archetype that that didn't fit them <laughs> yeah. and you didn't like you 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 had like this free flowing nature with this project mm-hmm. that was sort of like beautiful it was i mean it was beautiful to see Mm -hmm. develop as you went along and like you said your art style definitely shifted and changed but you weren't closed off to it changing you Mm -hmm. were welcome and accepting to whatever this project brought and that part from an outsider's perspective was really beautiful to kind of see develop like from the beginning stages to now a culmination sort of stage here Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I was I was blown away. Like I I realized like I'm a control freak. I will just throw that out <laughs> on the table. Like I really yeah. try to, to you know like I always say the mantra plan plans not results. And I think it's because mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince myself that this is yeah. what I'm supposed yeah, to be exactly. doing. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: exactly. It's a reactive. I,
1: oh man, <laughs> I I try to control the manifestations. Right. I yeah. try to control the the results, and then I've realized like. If I'm going to allow, if I'm going to become this conduit for creation, which is how I feel whenever I'm creating a deck.
2: Excuse me, mm-hmm. let me
1: grab coffee. It's okay. Whenever that happens, I have to just kind of put my expectations on the back burner. Like yeah. this is how it's gonna show up. You know, this is how if, if if the divine or if the whatever you want to tap into your spiritual label here and there wants to use you as a conduit, like, you don't get to dictate. Right. So for me, I was like, okay, these are people I want in the deck, and then they're like, okay, yeah, but we want you to put these people in the deck.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: That's so... It's just so cool to sort of, like, have something happen where you realize that you're in the midst of a project as it's already started, Mm -hmm. and then being able to leap in with both feet and, like, make it work is really neat. And I also think, like... A lot of the times it's super hard for people to do that because Uh you're busy with other stuff and you do have this whole other business that's thriving and you're partnering with all these people to do your tarot tiles, including Mm -hmm. Esther. I know, I'm so excited. excited. (laughs) But like, it's just, it's amazing because you do have a lot of other stuff going on Mm -hmm. and it's cool that you were able to sort of redirect energy to creating this really beautiful deck Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like, okay, well, I'll wait till 2021 to do that because 2020 has too much other stuff going on
1: right exactly I, I thrive in creative chaos <laughs> like and, and this is it's gonna sound really weird like throughout my tattoo career I literally if you say you booked an appointment with me right and you're like okay I have an appointment when am I gonna see my drawing You're going to see it when you show up for your appointment because I'm (laughs) not thinking about it until that morning. And I wake Uh up and I draw it in the morning. And a lot lot of people before they got to know me were like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. And I'm like, well, then I'm not your person because I literally don't think about your stuff until I have to think about your stuff. So, like, Mm -hmm. when it comes to, like, all the creative ideas, I learned that I thrive when I can do all of them and just kind of, like, Pick what needs my attention right now. Pick what, you know, like, if mm-hmm. I only have one project going on, it will crush me. <laughs> I need, like, like eight things. Like, this morning, I literally woke up and wrote a 1,300-word meditation to go along with the study.
0: Oh, my then, god!
1: That I'm, like, I woke up and I was, like, I need to do this. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm going, yep. okay, like, is this going to be part of a stretch goal or is this going to be something, like, because I'm really bad with secrets and I'm really bad with keeping things, like, like, Cause you're
0: excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I want to share, share things, it, you know? So right. it's
1: like, but yeah, I, I can do, I often think my mother, um, had once said to me during a really devastating time in our life when, uh, you know, I was dealing with something with my ex-husband and his mother and, you know, my mother-in-law and, and it was like all this stuff going on. And my mm-hmm. coworker at that time was like, Hey Jamie, can you sew a patch onto my jacket <laughs> Oh my and my mom like looked at him and goes, "Well, I guess if you need something done, give it to a busy person." And you know yeah. what? I did. I sewed the patch. Like it took me like ten seconds. You know, but yeah, it's just kind of like, of <laughs> it's, it's just who I am. I can
0: I can do a lot. I, yeah, um, I don't think that I've heard that adage before, but I really mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. I tend to be so. I mean, I am. Um, Just very earthy in my big three. So I tend to just kind of like want to slow down when stuff gets overwhelming rather than Mm -hmm. just like crank it up to an 11. (laughs) But I like that idea. And I also do relate to it because I do Mm -hmm. think that the only reason that Esther and I were able to write the book in fall is because we were so busy with our actual Mm -hmm. jobs and with like pandemic stresses and all of that. So it was like, now we need to like devote mental energy towards this other project never (laughs) ever (laughs) never
1: ever tell a creative person oh whenever you get around to it (laughs) oh yeah for sure It's never going to get done.
0: (laughs) No, you need to have people who are kind of, like, standing in front of you, handing you a jacket and saying, can you please send this on there? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because I'm a person that thrives in the chaos, too, and friends are wondering, like, you only have one project, Esther. What is going on? Like, are you sick? You know, because I'm one of these people that's always having – I mean, just today's schedule was chaos, but that's Mm -hmm. where I thrive, and I think there is something to be said because we're always trained to, you know – yes it's good to set boundaries but also it's okay to thrive in that chaos it's okay Mm -hmm. to be that type of person
0: and it you know help you creatively
2: and not like hinder you
0: well and i think that the chaos can really thrive when you already are somebody who can set boundaries so if you're somebody who like hasn't ever been able to set a boundary in their life, then the chaos might not function the same way that it does if you're pretty good at boundaries, which you guys both are. So Mm -hmm. it's like more functional for you because your boundary setting is already strong. So it isn't quite as chaotic. (laughs) Oh, chaos. It's supposed to be a compliment, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Good job. Yay. Go team. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit more about the Kickstarter. So, obviously, it's going live on Friday, as we've mm-hmm. said a couple of times, and it's gonna be just traditional thirty days, probably.
1: It's not even thirty. It's going until April twenty first. Oh, cool! Wow, that's I, cool. I did that. You know, a lot of the research, like. If anybody's ever going to create a Kickstarter, read their handbook. It's really informative. <laughs> it really gives you a lot of gems. And one of the things is like 30 days or less is a better campaign, you know? Yeah, and then I was right. like, okay, so March 26th, so Friday, would have been, I believe, and my mom's probably going to yell at me because I don't know if this is actually accurate, would have been my <laughs> my grandfather, her father's 94th birthday.
2: okay. Wow. But it,
1: it just so happened that wasn't the reason I chose the date. It's it's actually, astrologically speaking, is a good date for me to do it. Yeah. Um, but my father, who is the three of pentacles in my deck, mm-hmm. his birthday is April 21st. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take my mother's father as the kickoff date and my father as the the end date. So. hmm that's that's cool. the cleverness in that but I yeah like it's that. also it was gonna be 28 days I think it's like 26. it's only yeah. off by a couple of days so
0: it's at so the nice. beginning of the year our uh, uh, Esther and I and our friends Logan and Claire all bought these like astrological chart things for mm-hmm. like the most fortuitous days throughout the entire year and I just realized when you said that astrologically the 26th was the best date for this that I have not looked at mine since I downloaded it initially <laughs> oh my I keep mine on my desk at work so it's like today is
2: a good day for love okay got it cool and I'm enjoying this moment so awesome
1: Yeah I I don't have anything like that I I just you know it's you just actually well, no, it's I don't know. It, it was it was actually um, Teresa Reed helped me with it. So oh, that's you know, cool. and if if Teresa says that it's a good date, she's been doing this a lot longer than I
0: have. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, I trust, trust her. her. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. We just reviewed one of her books on our yeah. podcast. We did. Oh, so good. I, I listened to it. I it. Yeah, it's such a good book too. Yeah. But yeah, I think I do think that that's the funny thing about mm-hmm. the like astrological like good days for stuff mm-hmm. is that I love that and totally totally like believe it and Mm -hmm. live by it and everything but i also just often forget until retrospectively i'm like this was like such a good day and then i'll look at transits and be like oh that's why it was such a good day which then (laughs) you know to non uh, like astro people is like you know oh you're just self-fulfilling yeah whatever you're just interpreting it that way and i'm like no it's really true just shut up and let me have my happiness yeah yeah exactly exactly. (laughs) Also, who cares if it is true or not true? It makes me feel good about things. So I'm going <laughs> to In allow 2021, myself. of all things, just let yeah, us be happy. Exactly. Yeah, let us
1: be happy, damn it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of how, it, like, whenever you sort of turn tarot into a huge part of your life in like a way where you're either selling decks or creating Mm -hmm. decks or creating accoutrement or books or the podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. and suddenly you have to talk to highly skeptical people about this thing (laughs) that's so important to you that's always kind of what I end up on is like hey I don't really care if you think it's baloney (laughs) yeah yeah it works for me yeah and it isn't hurting anyone so like really it's fine it just makes me happy And I've just never, and that's actually one of the, when we first started, when I first started reading tarot, you go into all these tarot Facebook groups when you're a brand new tarot reader and you're like, oh, here's all these communities and people will always have these posts about like, what if people are judgmental about reading tarot and a lot of them are coming from like the religious trauma Mm -hmm. perspective, but I was coming from the like, all of my friends and family members are like scientists Mm -hmm. (laughs) side of it. So like. Any spirituality would be questionable, but that's the way that the world has changed in the last few years is that people are looking for answers beyond themselves because the rational sort of like Mm -hmm. secular world theoretically also has sort of lost a lot of shine. Like we can't trust that people will understand science it goes
1: back to kind of what we were talking about before recording where it's the and science and yeah. magic can exist in the same totally space. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: you know it's... and a lot of a lot of science happened because of a belief people in magic. Yeah. yeah exactly trying to find explanations for it we ha- ended mm-hmm. up doing so much more research than expected about like <laughs> alchemical stuff mm-hmm. while we were writing our yep. book And I was like, oh, these were all people who were, like, legitimately trying to find magical things and stumbled across scientific things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's kind of, like, the cool thing about, like, allowing sort of the and. You're totally right. Allowing the and is so important. And I think that that's also sort of comes through in the deck itself Mm -hmm. of Pocket of Peers because it is real humans. There's Mm -hmm. not, like, like, I don't know like fairy wings and Mm -mm. like it just it feels so tangible and like Mm -hmm. of the earth basically Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that makes it more magical because remembering that all of these people have these very deep relationships with these things Mm -hmm. helps us feel like more confident in our own relationship building with sort of the magical
1: as we were talking about that i i literally just pulled three cards and put them out because i do that when we chat you know i'll just throw things down and i I got (laughs) you and holly and yeah, yeah, it's just what we do. You hear the shuffling, and like, oh, I wonder what this is. That
0: yeah, exactly
2: the high
1: priestess Mary Greer as the teacher, and two Aww. of cups. So we got Melissa Sinova, Mary Greer, and Teresa Reed, who Aww. three people are like so essential to my own tarot mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
0: who kind of give permission to go down that road because mm-hmm. they're all such amazing teachers, and you mm-hmm. feel so like empowered by their presence mm-hmm. yeah totally oh, I, I was that. like well that's
1: hilarious i, I put down <laughs> melissa and i was like i wonder who's next oh hey mary <laughs> yeah i wonder who's <laughs> after that oh hey teresa, <laughs> hey, teresa. That's hey.
0: hilarious Let little shout outs. They are. yeah yeah it's oh. just i Sorry, go ahead. Astra. That's
2: okay. It's okay. I was going to say I have Mary here in front of me because I wanted you to talk about the teacher cards because this mm. is an eighty-card deck. Yes. So yes. far, and so how did you get to these eighty cards instead of the normal seventy-eight?
1: <laughs> so I I knew that I wanted Mary and Rachel, uh, Mary Kay Greer and Rachel Pollock in the deck because, you know, I can't think of tarot and. For me personally, they are essential because I'm one of those people who does like to read the books of the people who come before me. Yeah. Um, and so for me, they've been essential in my own journey in tarot. You know. Um, right. So I did actually. I asked Mary first, and I said, "Hey, you know, I'm creating this deck. Would you like to be in it? You know, these are the these are the cards I have left. Or I was thinking I might want to use like a mentor or a teacher card." and she was just like i would love to be like a mentor or a teacher card. So then that was just kind of like solidified okay, it's going to be an 80 card deck cuz i want Rachel and Mary in it. Yeah. And that was how those two came about because and then i felt like when you pull their card, you know, it's telling you to kind of dive deeper into your studies. It's it's mm-hmm. like what questions would you bring a teacher and are you in a space to listen? Yeah. You know, cuz sometimes when teachers show up, you're not always like, oh, I'm not ready to listen to that right now. I'm going to just doodle on this page and tune mm-hmm. you out. Mm-hmm. Or are you actually going to pay attention? You know? Right. So, and then of course, the quote, what's it, Rumi, that the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. So that card could come up. You know, it's to me, it's like also, I say in the guidebook, like, if you've pulled that card and you need a little bit more, um, clarity or you know just guidance to go grab one of their books or if you don't have one of their books visit their website and just do a little bit of like wi-fi mancy or bibliomancy Mm -hmm. and just see what that comes you know so that
0: is such a great idea and there's so there's actually enough authors mm -hmm. who are depicted throughout that you could do that with a lot of different cards oh yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. especially with teacher that's such a good idea the bibliomancy part of it Mm -hmm. so for those of you who don't know what that means it's basically like using your intuition to just open to a page and start reading and then that's the message that you need to be receiving Mm -hmm. yeah and so with the teacher card where it's like there's something that you need to be digging into a little bit more or exposing yourself to a little bit more that is such a good strategy for it i love that Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: so when you were doing both of these cards did Mm -hmm. you decide to include like more of a like Reading slash study vibe with Mary and then more of like a sacred geometry thing with Rachel or was that something that they asked for?
1: Well, actually, so I drew, it's it's funny, I drew Mary's card first and she had sent me a few different pictures and this one I felt like there was a couple that I loved, but I felt like this one like really captured the essence of who she is to me. Yeah. And so there was a picture of her at a conference with some cards on the table and, you know, And I was like, okay, I'm going to put a journal in her hands and I'm going to you know, put like this Celtic cross spread because that was on the table, but it wasn't these cards. And then I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to put her in like a library, like if you were to come into this space and, you know, what setting would I want to experience all of her in, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a crowded
0: conference room necessarily. No,
1: no. (laughs) Just like surrounded by books and surrounded by like this heavenly light of tarot, right? And so I finished her card, and then going with that library theme for Rachel's, I was like, okay, she's written so many books on, you know, she's just written so many books in general, not just on tarot. Like Rachel's just an amazing author. Prolific writer.
2: Yeah. 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 Prolific.
1: But it was very intentional to put the Tree of Life in the background of Rachel's because she does do so much with Kabbalistic studies and the tarot. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, true. you know.
1: Yeah. So that was that was that, and you know, the picture that she sent me is her. It's actually her. Like, um I can't think of the word. It's her brand photo. You know, like, yeah, when, like headshot. Headshot. Pic? Yes, yeah. yes, headshot. yes, yes. And so I got permission from the person who actually took the picture of Rachel to okay. use it as the focus for my, you know, for my deck. And so that was kind of how that was. It's like they're both. In their studies, but they're also telling you to go further in your studies. Because these are two people who have literally made their whole life's work out of this.
0: Yeah. You know. And I think it's kind of like, I don't know, because there are so many great online resources. I feel like even me, like I haven't read either of their books. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I know who they are Mm -hmm. and I own their books, but I haven't like dug into them in appropriate Mm -hmm. ways or ways that I would like to do. Um, just because there's so many amazing teachers that exist in the world. And so it's really easy to like, just be utilizing people's websites or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also think that including these two cards as the teachers are sort of reminding us that like, there's a, a we're part of like the whole deck is reminding us that we're part mm-hmm. of this huge community, but having the two sort of special, extra cards be reminding us that we also have community elders. Yes. Almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would hate I hope that if I mean, they'll never listen to this, but I hope that that would <laughs> offend them in some way just by being called being called elderly. No, I... But we do have these like established elders yeah. in the community. And it's so nice to have the both ability to like honor them by having them as mm-hmm. the teacher cards, but also just like have them there as the reminder for us that like we don't have to feel like, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about when I like talking about specific symbolism on cards, Mm -hmm. but there's such an established outside of like archived, you know uh, what it was that eclectic tarot Mm -hmm. forums. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of actual, you also, you
1: know, for me being who I am, I mean, I'm 43. So that I'm in this like age group of it's very necessary for me to pay homage to the people who have paved the way before. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I did it even in my tattoo career. I knew who, you know, Sailor Jerry and Hardy, like I knew who, yeah. like the, the guys who were tattooing illegally out of Brooklyn, you know, like mm-hmm. I knew who those people were to me, Rachel and Mary are the same in the tarot community where it's like without the stuff that they did in the research and the life's work that they've done we wouldn't have what we have today so yeah it is an honoring of sorts to put it in there whether you read their books or not it doesn't matter it doesn't take away the fact that they were essential in where it is today so yeah I feel like
0: I've had a mm -hmm. similar sort of like transition with Stuart Kaplan too Mm -hmm. yeah even before his death just like you know we can say because I do think that there's there's sort of like a I don't know concern about stodginess with sort of like the old guard that young Mm -hmm. people tend to have in any field yeah and even if they can recognize the historical importance there's still like this sort of like rejection of societal norms even in fringe communities Mm -hmm. yeah and I always just sort of pictured Stuart Kaplan as like this guy who just like was the publisher, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then again, through writing the book, it's like, no, this guy really cared so much about Pamela Coleman Smith specifically yes. and preserving the legacy of the writer Wade Smith Dex. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. Like, it's yeah. so cool that he did that, that he put mm-hmm. so much effort and work into this. And even though then he became sort of like, you know, the CEO, he already was, yeah. but just like the guy who's the guy in charge of U.S. games, mm-hmm. it also is like, no, but you have to remember what got these people into yes. these things and then mm-hmm. be able to recognize how much they put into it over the course of their lifetimes. Well, if and, you go back far enough, anybody has an origin story. Right? right. Yeah, that's totally true. So it's, it's
1: I love that, like, through this deck, I've been able to explore perhaps multiple people's origin stories you know it's Mm -hmm. one of the things I've been asking in the the chats and yeah and then like where are we going to be 20 years from now yeah what's the tarot
0: community is the tarot community going to go back like Mm -hmm. sort of underground or something like Mm -hmm. there's just no way to know because it has gotten so hugely popular in the last five years or everybody does it
1: or we are future elders, you know. Like you don't think yeah. about it while you're in it.
0: <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, that's true. God, we better get our acts together. Not you, Jamie. You're doing a great. You're doing amazing, well, Jamie. Well,
1: think about it. Like <laughs> I, I get like weirded out when people come to me and ask me advice on certain cards because I still feel I don't know enough about it, mm-hmm. and then I'm going, yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah. but I know more than this person, or they think I know more than this. You know, yeah, so it's yeah.
0: It. yeah, totally. <laughs> Well,
2: and that's, I think, something that I mentioned when I talked to Jamie in my live is that Mm -hmm. Mary Greer specifically, like especially when we wrote the book, she was the like history keeper of tarot Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. the generations. And I think that for me, this deck is kind of like the keeper of tarot Continue, you know using that and continuing on with that and that's Aww. like our kind of like our role in this is like you know i'm the keeper of the seven of swords haha <laughs> but you know
0: it's <laughs> very sneaky that very is sneak. the seven
2: of swords reaction to that
0: too that little evil evil giggle
2: <laughs> you know so it's kind of like you know we are this you know for this generation mm-hmm. we are the keeper of this archetype mm-hmm. and yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of our role in this. And then we may like transition to something in the future. We may keep with this. We may move on. It's, you know, it's something beautiful. That to be included in that and also mm-hmm. like kind of a responsibility because mm-hmm. we're kind of like the representative of this for like, at least you know the next 20 years of when this deck is gonna be published. So, <laughs> um, Esther, I
0: love the confidence with which you think anyone yeah. will take us seriously. The moon <laughs> is in Leo,
2: so I'm feeling my most self oh, at the there moment.
0: There you go, Esther's really feeling herself.
2: <laughs> I, I am just it. claiming it because it doesn't come often, so I'm just in it.
0: So, well, and I, I think that maybe the, re- the only reason that I'm like sort of rejective of that (laughs) is just that normally our medium is audio which is way less like longevity yeah it just feels more sort of like ephemeral because it's way hard I mean it's still publicly available forever but it's just like a different experience than if you can look at someone's blog post or whatever so I have a hard time recognizing that that is likely true i'll just step into the moon being in leo just watch yeah me just do it do it's it. fine uh, it put your little tippy, tippy toe in it's fine it doesn't feel comfy but it's there <laughs> which is weird because you think my capricorn rising would be way more into it but i just um, i just can't me but,
1: my my saturn is in leo and i'm like oh don't shine that spotlight on me please <laughs>
0: I I'll give you hide. whatever
1: information you want from the corner over here.
0: Yeah. But I feel like even in the way that you interact with the community, that kind of shows because you're always trying to prop other people up. Yes. Like you're always bringing people along with you rather mm-hmm. than just having a be you, which is really cool. And I, yeah, don't, I don't, don't like stepping. being
1: in the spotlight. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're it's like here,
2: crippling.
0: Oh, no. oh my gosh. Well, we don't want that. (laughs) Wow.
2: You should have seen me teach at Newt's. It was terrible. (laughs) it was like i love you as a teacher i'm over here like fangirling you know yeah. so you you're amazing you're both more amazing than what your like personalities oh, yeah. are allowing you to realize right now just let my leoness wash over Thanks, you Master. believe and <laughs> trust okay give me all
1: the
0: energy <laughs> you're like don't call me a liar you better yeah, I know. believe that you guys are great That's i'm the not next that step kind of seven of swords exactly <laughs> Oh my god. But yeah, I just do I do think it's kind of an interesting thing to think about in general is just like you're totally right. We like as people with the platforms, there are ways in which people will perceive us that yes. maybe we're not expecting. And so kind of being able to lean into that and feel comfortable with it is I'm o- I'm over here like I'm literally in my pajamas at six PM
1: <laughs> I Yeah you know, I I really just Well, we don't
0: have conferences to go to. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) But that was before
1: conferences. Like, I would come home from work and be like, all right, comfies." And Tim's like, it's 3 o'clock. I'm like, I'm done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like the only tattoo artist in the world that wants to start tattooing people at 7.30 a.m. I (laughs) I need to be home by (laughs) 2.
1: I literally started at 9 (laughs) a.m. I love it. I love it.
0: Is that something that you think that you'll go back to once the world opens back up, or are you sort of shifting away from it completely?
1: I'm gonna break hearts, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I <laughs> you think don't that's have part to commit my, to anything. Well, no,
1: <laughs> I think that's just part of my death year lesson. Is just mm-hmm. because I spend 18 years of my life creating who this this aspect of myself, it doesn't mean that I am chained to it for the rest of my life. And yeah, like, I love tattooing, but I, if and when I decide to make space for that again it's going to be completely on my terms
0: yes yeah good
1: and yeah it's not going to be i'm not going to be accessible to everybody it's going to be only people that i wish to share like immediate space with and and that's just a truth and i know that that's mm-hmm. a hard one to swallow for people and also for me to even speak it but yeah totally i've i realized the last couple of years i used to say that the tattoo industry has changed So much about it has changed. And then Mm -hmm. I started to realize, okay, Jamie, when you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. I have changed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that the tattoo community changed. I mean, sure, it it grows just like every other community. It grows. The way I interact with it had changed.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And once I I stepped into that. Yeah. I feel like I hear that a lot with sort of like a lot of healing arts, like Mm -hmm. massage therapists and stuff, where like at a certain point they feel like, Each interaction they're having is giving so much of their energy to the person they're working with. And so they have to become more cognizant of like how much they're doing it, who they're doing Mm -hmm. it with and all of that stuff to just preserve their own spirit in some way. I
1: never realized until tarot opened this world up for me, I never realized that the act of tattooing is actually a healing art.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: Totally. And over the
1: last probably five years, like before I opened my private studio, was when that really started to happen, you know.
0: And we're back. And we're back. (laughs)
2: Like our only commercial intermission in our entire, like career of this podcast and there's still actually no real commercial
0: no it's 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 always just because something stopped recording and then we have to restart again like you know a dog went nuts and someone has (laughs) to go take care of it (laughs) this is true (laughs) those are the most Uh, common situations for us that's for sure it's okay
1: it was divine intervention they were like and you're done with that topic
0: I guess yeah. so and I don't even remember what it was so yeah I can't like even pick same. it back up
2: it's it's too late at night for me to even remember try to even remember so be fine <laughs> that's right oh
0: my gosh poor Esther we're always keeping her up so late it's fine it's, right. it's a night. it's fine
1: I was gonna say um, she, she'd still be chatting anyway I
0: it's know true. that's the just thing is the is that she says she's tired but I know she'd be on Instagram chatting mm-hmm. with all of us if mm-hmm. she were not recording with us <laughs> it, would be, it would just
2: be in a dark room instead of like a well lit room that's the only difference oh, yes. <laughs> a well-lit room the horror the horror <laughs> well i am kind of a vampire like i'll just keep the lights off sometimes and like my husband will walk in and he'll be like what are you doing I'm like it's dark it's i like it and they will turn on the light i like ah oh, light
1: i just i just like, imagine hissing Hester, yes
2: hissing like <laughs> i'll do that doing? i will fully blow, blow on you know full-blown just do a hiss sound <laughs> i don't think he uh-huh. understands what it's from but you know i try you like,
0: just yeah. go with it. It's fine. It's exactly. Fine. <laughs> Don't worry. I do mean to sound like this. When a i a vampire. Do
2: that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, oh, we do have a, a some listener submitted questions. Oh yeah, That's oh, really? a good transition. Thank we do you. have listener
0: submitted questions.
2: We did get a question. I think we already kind of addressed that. This is okay. from Territibet78 from the podcast Rachel, who asked, "How did you pick appears for each card and we, we kind of went over that but if there's something additional you'd like to speak on that that's totally fine but if oh. not you can just transition away from it and we can go to the next question
1: rachel you will never know um yeah no, it's, it's a secret <laughs>
0: unless you listen to the first 30 minutes of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it's it was basically it was um it was Like I said, it was people who were in my circle, but for the other cards, because like I said, I don't know if I have 80 close friends. um, (laughs) (laughs) It was also like people who I was inspired by, you know, or like people who I just at that time, they were just coming into my my stream, my my feed, you know, and yeah. I'm going, oh my God, I really love what they're sharing. And then I would always ask their consent, you know, I'd be like, hey, I know we don't know each other really well, or we've only interacted a few times, but I would really love if you would be in my deck, you know, mm-hmm. I would always give them an out, like I didn't want to make it seem like I was using them. Right, right. You know, so that was kind of how it, it happened. And, you know, there was people who... I had had on my list that I was like, well, if they're meant to be in it, they'll be in it. And yeah. And the universe had other plans or whatever. So it was kind of that. It was... If I was I was uh, guided to these people.
2: Yeah. I love it. And the second question is from a friend of the podcast Cards Made Beard slash also the awakening in your deck, Logan. <laughs> he asked, what was your first brush with creativity? Just... I think, in general, not the quite this not deck. the deck. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I have been creative my whole life. Like, I've always had a very big imagination. My mother never tried to dim that by telling me that I needed to do something practical. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember being like five years old and sewing a, a shirt for myself out of a sheet. Like oh it even had like gosh. a little button and stuff on it. Like oh, that's I just
2: adorable.
1: I've always been into creating or just playing in the realm of imagination. Yeah. You know, so while I I'm may not have always been good at art, I've worked really hard Yeah to make it my life. You know, like so it's it's kind of like a I can never remember a time when I wasn't being creative. If mm-hmm. that's you know That's a If that answers, yeah, if that answers the question.
0: Yeah, absolutely does. If
1: not, Logan, we can have like an hour long chat about
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's get him on. Yes. I know, right? Somebody have him join the the TriCast. Yeah. Surprise. I love that.
2: (laughs) Do you want to go into depths about your tiers at all? Sort of kind of explaining the setup of your tiers and kind of giving a small little vocal preview of what people can expect for
0: your Kickstarter?
1: Sure. Um, so when I first created this deck, I, the name hadn't, well, the name actually had kind of revealed itself. So pocket of peers is a nod to the sun card Samaj, who, when Jenna and I were at Omega, um, we just love him and his energy so very Mm -hmm. much that we were like, we want to put you in our pocket. Can we please have a pocket Samaj?
0: Oh Oh my God. God. I love
1: that. And then it was like, Oh, these are all my peers pocket of peers. And that was Mm -hmm. how it was named. So then as, as it started to unfold and then, you know, the brilliant, I could say I'm brilliant. It's not brilliant. It's, it could be laziness or brilliance. You, you decide. <laughs> um, of the outer box artwork and the guidebook artwork, which is the brown paper bag look. Oh, yes. Because so I, loved, <laughs> I just, two birds, one stone, really easy to wrap it up. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I can cover this like I would books in school. Because, you know, we didn't have money and we always used just grocery bags, you know, and I can remember decorating it. So then it was kind of like when I realized that was going to be the theme of the vibe, vibe, I was like, well, this is very school like it feels very yearbook. It feels very, you know, it's got that school days feel. So Mm -hmm. all the tiers, all the rewards are named after school stuff. So like the first one is core classes. And mm-hmm. that is just a deck with a digital link to the guidebook. Those are for the people who don't need a physical guidebook and just decide, you know what? I'm fine with Jamie's interactive journal. Yes. You know,
0: it's, it's Which cool. You're also like better than anyone <laughs> oh, in the biz at creating totally. interactive journals. Yeah, I was <laughs> I, I mean, was
2: going to say like this is not mm-hmm. just a generic PDF. This is like an interactive mm-hmm. guidebook. You can insert into GoodNotes or whatever kind of app mm-hmm. you have and actually like Digitally journal inside of it. It's not just a PDF that you can print off. It's no, it's, magnificent. If you
1: print it off, you're going to do yourself a, a disservice because it's only a hundred pages, and each page has links to the peer, and mm-hmm. there, you know, like you can you could explore it for a while. Um, yeah. yeah, get lost. So in it. that every single reward will come with a link to the digital guidebook. Okay. So that's just that's a given, but the core classes is basically just a deck and that link. Yeah. And then we have the study hall, which is oh. the deck and the guidebook, and then the digital. Mm-hmm. That is the second tier. There is an early bird special for the study hall, and that's the early bird. I think I put it like morning study hall, and that's only thirty three.
0: That's so, that's so cute. I love <laughs> it so Esther's so <laughs> gonna throw some paws to get at that too. She's a terrible sport about oh, early birds. She, oh, ex- she really is.
2: <laughs> extremely poor sport. So so
1: that one is the early bird, you know, study hall is the um basically the study hall but just reduced price. Yeah. And then we have the reward three, which is extra credit, and Mm -hmm. that is for two decks and one guidebook for the person who needs an extra copy because there's people who don't want to open it or just wants a backup or whatever. Okay, Yeah. And then I have the reward four, which is study partners. So this is your study buddy. This is two decks, two guidebooks.
2: That's so cute.
1: And then we have the the two top tiers, which are the piece de resistance. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) We have
1: the peer pack, which the queen of pentacles herself, my best friend in the whole world, Jenna Diaz of Moonlit Fey, has created she is debuting the conference case with the kickstarter
2: oh my so god i forgot
0: about that
2: <laughs> i have been like like crouching like a little goblin like waiting for this tier. so it's like really bad, I'm so, bad. Crouching so
0: like a
1: little goblin I'm oh like my give god. me that. there are 33 of those uh, now shit. yeah so <laughs> that comes with the peer pack which is mm-hmm. the conference case and the deck and the guidebook um jenna will be having the same bag style in her shop down the road so if Mm -hmm. you say you you're torn between the peer pack and then the next tier which is the electives jenna will have the bags but they they're gonna be more like a -a build-a-bear like if you watch any of our thursday chats like she's talked about it where you could do like Okay, I want the handles to be different or I don't want this pocket or you know, so
2: like Ooh, custom yeah. okay. But
1: for <laughs> the peer pack it is, you know, the outer fabric looks like the bag mm-hmm. and the inner is the study. Yeah, so oh, good. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. I, I have mine. I love it. I'm going to sew and iron on patches you on You have it patches to give it on it. I'm the, just oh, like, my God. Is, that is such yeah. a good
0: idea. So Oh, yeah. my God. So good.
1: Jamie. Because <laughs> <laughs> Well, because my guidebook is already covered in stickers, you know. Like yeah, I'm like, exactly. I'm all for it. And then the electives tier, which is the highest tier, is the limited edition tarot tiles. Oh, and they're
2: so good.
1: That is, you all got... Um, a little mini version of yourself. And that is what that tile is. And that is limited to 22. And that has, it's different from the tarot tiles that we have in our shop because it's on a clear cast acrylic.
0: Which Mm -hmm. is really neat. Is that a direction that you think you'll take the tiles in general? Um,
1: Well, it's... Yes and no. Maybe. I don't
0: know. <laughs> like,
1: it's a lot more expensive of a material. We're oh, talking wood to acrylic, you know, yeah, so the wooden true. ones we can produce a little bit less expensive because of them. I mean, the resin and the time it takes and all that still takes us a long time. But right. The, the box is a different artwork than the box mm-hmm. that we already have in the shop for the wooden version. And the tile backs are slightly more detailed on the. The tarot tiles for the Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. Um, they may show up in the shop down the road, but they won't be in the same box. The box won't have the same artwork, and the backs will reflect the same as the wooden backs. You know, so there are going to be differences. But this, it's going to come in a box that says, you know, exclusive Kickstarter, limited, one of twenty-two, two of twenty-two. You know, Mm -hmm. I I chose twenty-two because the way I look at it is if you get one, then that sets kind of the magician. If you get, you know, 11, oh, then your sets justice, so you know, and 22 would be the fool. So, mm-hmm. so those are the tiers. I only have a couple stretch goals in mind. Since it's my first Kickstarter, I'm not trying to overwhelm myself. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. You know. At all Yeah. like I want to be able like... to get them to you without having to like, oh, I got to make 20,000 extra things because I promise yeah. y'all, right. you know.
0: Yeah. Which seems to I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. I do know that that happens with yeah. friends, creator friends where it's like yeah. the enthusiasm of the Kickstarter can kind of take over. And then suddenly you're like paying out of pocket for. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I
2: mean, I can best. mention people. It happens mm-hmm. like it, extra shipping yeah. costs in the hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars is. Well, one oh, percent. Yeah. So well, here's yeah.
1: here's the thing. And I'm going to just kind of derail to Kickstarter just for a second. That's That's a I love it. Totally fine. My funding goal is higher than most people's because I know the costs that go into creating a deck. This is my fourth deck.
2: Right. You know, so
1: sometimes when I see people like they just want to kickstart a deck and they have like this ridiculously cheap funding goal, I go, how are you going to ship that to people? Because I literally weighed every single tier, like I mocked everything up. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly how much, like the shipping costs, are what they're going to cost me to ship to you guys. Yeah, so, that you know, is
0: really smart. Mm-hmm. I
1: had to, and the way Kickstarter is, and this is this was almost a deal breaker. This was almost like fuck it, I'm not using Kickstarter. Richard, who is odd mixed Market, he's also run a few successful campaigns. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, you have to include shipping into your funding goal. Uh huh. And I was like, what do you mean? He he's like, if say you need to, you know, say your funding goal is a thousand a thousand dollars. And you got to sell, you know, 10 decks or how, you know, however many, like he goes, you have to calculate how much the shipping would be because that counts towards your funding. So if you only get a thousand dollars, then you still have to ship all those products. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was
1: like, wait, what? Like my my brain short circuited. So then that's (laughs) when, you know, my husband and I were like, okay, we're going to measure everything. We're going to weigh everything. We're going to, yeah. Go to a calculator that we use with our shipping company and just hypothetical every single country.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) You're Like it took me like four hours. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But that saves so much stress in the long term. Yeah. It's like the long way of handling it. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like more responsible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and if
1: somebody who runs an e-commerce business, we lose money on shipping all the time. It's one of the reasons that we've moved away from Etsy is because. I'm tired of losing money on shipping. There's no such thing as free shipping ever. No. Yeah. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. You know?
0: Sometimes I think about the fact, like, if for so for our deck prices, because we keep our Wildly Tarot mm-hmm. deck so low, it's $20 yeah. for Lenormand, $25 mm-hmm. for the Tarot deck. I've considered, or people have suggested, and we've considered doing free shipping, but I'm like, free no. shipping would make, we would not even recoup the cost no. that no. we spent no. on each deck if we gave free shipping. It's no. a
1: psychological trick. It's a mm-hmm. psychological it totally trick. I'm, it totally is. I actually, on my new website, I have a whole side tangent page that says the truth about free shipping. If you all want to do it, go visit <laughs> yes. and read it. I'm yes. over it. My husband yeah. used to own a trucking company. Yeah, and I tell you, it costs seven hundred dollars to fill his tank.
2: Oh, mm-hmm.
1: gosh. A week, not even yeah. a week. It depends on how much he drove. Like, yeah. that's all factored into shipping, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, no. There's no such thing as free shipping. We yeah, no. ship.
2: exactly. <laughs> well, when I did Hilda Tarot, people were coming back to me asking, like, oh, shipping's pretty high. I'm like, this is normal shipping. Like, yeah. you think that ordering from Etsy, you're getting free shipping? Most yeah. of the time, they're putting the price of shipping into the product if they if they're even trying to do that if they're smart yeah if they're smart about it but yeah. you know it's just like i'm you know like for me living in korea mm-hmm. for anything from america i'm used to paying like 25 dollars yes. for shipping that's Easily. like t- normal mm-hmm. for me yep. so for me it's like okay i'm sorry that you're whining about like 12 dollars shipping yeah. i <laughs> no. get it but at the same time like you want it
0: quickly, or do you want it yes. like super duper slow? I think know. the only situation in which I feel super bad about shipping costs are all of the taxes that get tacked yes. on at the end. Oh, yeah, yes. totally. Countries. Like
2: in the EU, yeah. The, like yeah. that's
0: right. so brutal. But all, like even on gifts, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. It completely bananas to me. Yeah. If that's like, that's going to be part of our small business owner podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: absolutely. It needs to be because, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like it's a lot of work, you know, but yeah. So that's also why my Kickstarter funding goal is higher, because I've realized from a business standpoint, you know, I've been self-employed for over 18 years. I know Mm -hmm. how taxes work. I know how small business works. I know what it costs to bring these things in, you know, like. Right. there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. so And that's... you're just not
0: going to let yourself find yourself no. in a position where you're ending up really no. messing up your actual life because of no. the cost of shipping.
1: I'm not going to pay you to
0: get my deck. No. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Exactly. You kind of already did. You bought like 78 or 68 yes, or whatever version well, for all the... So...
1: People that cracks it. me up because I mean, and I know that this is a thing. Like, whenever you create something, people are go, "Hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a reviewer. I'm a YouTube sensation. Not- Can you send me <laughs> a deck and I'll review it for exposure?" And I'm like, "I've already sent out 60 decks. Like, yeah. sorry, you're not I'm on much that. Like, out. I'm tapped."
2: I- you know? <laughs> I cannot. This is for the, like, wildly ranty podcast because <laughs> I get so mad. Like, we're a review podcast. We, yes, you know, yes. We sometimes get review copies. Sometimes we mm-hmm. Most of the time we buy our copies. Anyway.
0: It's like a nine to one ratio. Of it, right, exactly.
2: It infuriates me. Especially when I see people doing it to women of color Mm -hmm. that create their own decks, but it's so infuriating, like, hey, for exposure, I'll give you a review. I'm like, well, expose me first. Let me see how good your exposure is and maybe, (laughs) you know. Like, that's fine. Like, just kind of mention oh. me. Drop me in your mentions or something. Totally fine. Yeah. You know, if I see a peak in sales, maybe I'll toss you a deck. Maybe I won't. We'll see. You know, I just, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think there's that meme of, like, you know, exposure doesn't put food on the table. Or it's not even no. it's the truth. You know, it doesn't do anything except, you know, profit or, like, make the other person feel good. Like, ooh, I've, yeah. you know, I have this on my channel and I got a free deck this week. You know, yeah, and like, that doesn't help the creator whatsoever and support the creator at all. And when I
1: first, like, when I released Sawyer's Path Tarot, that happened a lot. And I actually sent out free decks because I didn't know. I didn't know any better, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, like, by doing that, I became friends with a couple people. And I realized, like, they actually were worth sending decks to, whereas the other ones were not, you know, And I'm going. So, basically, you're just hiding behind this guise of exposure to get free stuff from me, which I've worked really hard for.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: you know, Esther bringing up the fact that they do it to people of color, it's just, it's atrocious. You should pay for two decks then and give one yeah. to a friend, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It's like, That's no. a good strategy. Yeah. I mean, especially just because if you're driving traffic to whatever advertising mm-hmm. you have on your blog or on your YouTube or whatever, then somebody sending you a free free deck mm-hmm. is putting money directly in your pockets. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm so here for a rantiness. I I know
0: it's just, it's just such an interesting (laughs) thing. And I think like, it's really easy when you get kind of in a tarot collectee mindset to kind of forget that like every single deck is something that someone Mm -hmm. spent innumerable hours hours Hours. working on and like thinking about how they Mm -hmm. wanted to do all of it. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to, when you have, you know, 150 decks sitting Mm -hmm. in your house To forget that every single one has a backstory of somebody who put blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean,
1: I can only speak from my own perspective, but like each card in Pocket of Peers took me anywhere between four to twelve hours to create. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and that's fast in the art community. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. So I think of Lucy Morningstar, who's creating a deck, and she's oil painting all. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like there's. There's no way that I would ever be like, oh, send me a free deck. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> like as an artist, I think I'm I get on that space of being like, I know how much I'm worth, you know? Yeah. And right. So it's it's all a lesson in self-worth mm-hmm. totally. at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it interesting is.
0: because like <laughs> the the oil painting of decks like the mm-hmm. uh, druid craft was mm-hmm. all oil painted yeah, yeah, and all of the other the druid animal and druid plant mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting because the only way that that becomes financially i don't know feasible is if you're publishing through a big publisher and mm-hmm. if you sell thousands and thousands of absolutely decks. yeah that's the only way to recoup your time when you're doing something that's taking 40 hours per card or oh my god yeah yeah i couldn't even imagine like i have zero
1: patience for oils like i could could (laughs) i'm like blowing on it dry dry
0: exactly (laughs) like that does anything you're like you must dry two weeks
1: later it's like hey i'm still pliable you want to you want to like no don't you dare tip me over you know like the space
2: to keep it too because you have (laughs) to. you can't just like pile them on top of each other after it's done like watercolors or something you know (laughs) you have to like keep it upright let it dry mm, because okay
0: so that's why my preferred medium in all of my art is just old house paint (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not even exaggerating all of my large-scale art in my house are like is like canvas that I stretched and then put a ton of old house paint on I'm here for it I love craft paint craft paint so
1: and then you put a little bit of like you know like a, a
0: shiny sealer on over it looks great mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly resonates everything better and she when we uh for like every single time we ever get together as a family she always mm-hmm. just has like a giant box of acrylics for people to paint whatever is handy Aww. and i just love that art attitude of like mm-hmm. let's do this here it is let's go yeah. for it
2: oh my gosh oh, i love so it so
0: good so good all right. Well, I think that we've probably held you long enough, but thank you so much for being here, Jamie. Oh, it was yeah. so fun to chat, no and yes. everyone should definitely be backing it on Kickstarter. You will have to fight me and Esther for those conference bags. Oh, my research. gosh. <laughs> um, oh. So good luck. Yeah. Good luck. you. you. And
2: <laughs> I already sure have that. the alert on my Instagram. I have an alert <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I'm going to be oh. like all logged in and computered. I've learned from Kim's spread machine to like.
0: I was gonna say I'm shocked yeah (laughs) I'm shocked that you can even
2: mention that without just like never
0: speaking to me again this (laughs) reaction
2: still exists but we're 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 breaking through with this podcast it's gonna happen so I'm gonna get her back with this that's what's going on it's like already planning my revenge my seven of swords revenge
1: I realized though this morning that the original you gotta sign up for the one I posted today in my story it was off by two hours
2: oh Oh, wait 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 did you, you the one that you just posted like the one like, I just did this morning is correct okay okay good okay that's the one I got yeah. Be. <laughs> yeah, because I was like
1: wait it said it said two days one hour and
0: it was like 6 a.m. I was like that's bullshit like that's not right <laughs> that's not right what's happening okay I'll add it I'll remind mine remind okay. <laughs> so so
1: just sign up for cool. that on Instagram but <laughs> yeah, okay. surefire cool. way is to sign up for the the pre-launch link too cool, cool, is, cool. you know but by the time this airs it should be live, so
0: Yeah. So sorry, so we you already even got it. We have to compete with our listeners. For the exactly. Dads.
1: <laughs> you snooze, <May>, you lose. <laughs> maybe maybe the odds be ever in your favor, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just in my favor, no one else's. That's <laughs> yeah. <what I> <laughs> Esther doesn't even want to give
0: that no. amount of leeway. <laughs> nope. No one else gets any favor, oh it's no. all mine. I mean, may the odds be so ever much. in Esther's specifically. <laughs> only Esther's favor. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's how the quote goes, right? That's what we've trained it to officially. Oh my God. May the oh odds be ever in my God. favor. That's how yes. it was originally. I'm pretty sure Suzanne Collins wrote it. So Yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Suzanne Collins goes way back with just wanting the best for Esther. Just me. Oh my God. Just the
2: people named <laughs> Esther, and that is the specific one is me. So.
1: I adore you guys so much. We Thank love you, for you so much, you. Jamie. So much. Thank
0: you so much for being here with us. Thank yes, you so, so you. much. We love you. We love you. Yep. So if you have a question, please, please send them to us. Uh, you can submit the question on the form at wildlytarot.com. And also you can tell your friends about us and write and review us. It helps us
2: grow when we, as always, really appreciate it when with when you share your kind words and when you share yep. our name with other people.
0: Exactly. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot podcast on Facebook. And also we have a
2: red bubble shop where you can buy merch with our faces and our quotes that are just wild. And we have a discord that you can click to join in the link in our, in our show notes.
0: Exactly. And also, we do have our tarot certification mug and certificate on our Redbubble yes. Shop. Yes, yes. You can get it there for really cheap. Yeah. I mean, you can, exactly. You can, so what
2: you can do is you can purchase it from the Redbubble Shop for like fourteen ninety nine, then send us the $3,547.68 <laughs> difference that you're not spending on a different tarot certification, just, of course. Just Venmo us. Just Venmo us. We, we will take it. We will take PayPal, Venmo, MoneyGrams, <laughs> anything you want to send our way. Crystals, do it. It's fine.
0: We'll accept. <laughs> It. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and remember go forth and terror wildly this week. We love you so much. We love you so much. <laughs>